It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady with the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast uh, as uh, we uh, move uh, closer to Friday and closer to the district finals in high school football. And I'm throwing off because there was the, the extra week of playoffs mm-hmm. here. Normally this would be regional time because right. the district would only be two rounds. This year the district being three rounds, so I'm completely disheveled. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels off, and I don't think it helps that we only have, like, four teams left because usually that's the number you have around regional week. Yeah. So everything – like, if, I think if we had ten teams left, still be like, oh, it's district final week because it just – usually you have more teams left in the area, but with an extra round, more teams are, are bound to get knocked off. We still have enough teams to bring you two games mm-hmm. uh, this week. Port Huron High, De La Salle, Marine City, and Denby. Those games – actually, all the games uh, – involving our area will be on Friday night. North Branch will get Ortonville-Brandon, and uh, Ubley is the only road team this week. They travel to uh, Flint uh, Beecher. We'll talk about all of those uh, games uh, coming up. Also, um, it's well, it's been busy, but it really starts getting busier in the next few weeks, starting next week when the high school hockey season is set to uh, get going, uh, Mm -hmm. and we'll have games for you next week. Before football. Well, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, yeah. I believe. Yep. So it's it's going to be fun. And for this show, um, well, we're not going to have like a traditional pick segment. We have four games. Um, but we did do a lot of homework for you guys. I think we have some very interesting and telling stats about the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, just taking really a deep look into how teams advance, how many, what divisions, and things like that. It's, um, well, I, I guess there were more teams than I thought there would be. Yeah, but then when you, uh, we'll, we'll get to it later, but it, there's some very interesting results. All right, social media. Yep, uh, get stuck on sports on Facebook and on Twitter, G underscore stuck on sports. Make sure to follow us there. You can find out fun facts like Marine City's playing for its 50th playoff win this week. People seem to like that this week. They did. Mm-hmm. Because that's we'll, – we'll talk about that I later, I like the too. big red stat that you gave, too. Which one was that? About uh, they're trying to be 9-0 and for the first, first time, time since 1952. Yeah. That's a long time. A long time. And they're going to do it in a shortened season. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's that's the, the, the other weird part about it is they, they lost three games this year, but if they keep going, they actually have a chance to, to break the school record for wins with a couple more wins. Without three regular season games, <laughs> uh, well, that's the kind that's the kind of year that it has been. We'll get rolling. We'll talk about the uh, games coming up on uh, Friday night uh, in just a moment as uh, we officially kick off the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Caro, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 
7700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. All right, let's uh, go. Uh, Friday, stream one, Portier and High Big Reds playing host to Warren De La Salle. Um, Big Reds get another home game uh, as they look to improve on an 8-0 and record. Um, here are just some numbers. This is the 11th time the Big Reds have been in the playoffs. They're 6-10 and all-time in 16 playoff games. They've won district titles in 2009 and 2011. Uh, that 2011 team went 10 and two, um, which was the uh, the the best record in uh, school uh, history, and it was also the you mean 2019, uh, right? They won a district. Yeah, title. 2019, 2011. Okay. Is that not what I said? You said 2009. Oh, I'm sorry. You threw me off for a second. 2019, 2011. That 2011 team went 10 and two, which is a school record for wins. It's also the last time they had an eight and O. Start to a season, mm-hmm. so they're eight and zero this year. Um, the last nine and zero Big Reds team was nineteen fifty two. So a win this week um, would get them to uh, to that uh, point. Um, the other part about this is that mm, both teams already know who they have to play next week if they win this game because right. uh, Warren Mott um, has advanced. Groves had to forfeit the playoffs. Well, I'll let you ex- explain that. So, one. from what I understand, they had an eligibility issue um, when the Illinois high school football season was pushed to the spring. Um, some kids from an academy in Chicago came to Groves, and apparently, they thought they did everything the right way. They didn't. They had to forfeit. So, Warren Mott advances to the regional final. Which, by the way, think that the winner that this game is going to be tougher than next week. Well, I'm not just, that Mott's a bad team. Yeah, I'm not going to write off Mott at this point. I'm just going to say the Big Reds know that they get another home game mm-hmm. if they win this week. Well, they get a home game until further note, which Yeah, but the, I mean like what is the <laughs> just a hey going to say I know it's a tough situation to figure out, but when are they just going to say who's hosting a semifinal game cuz that's in what 2 weeks? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some De La Salle numbers. Now. Okay. Okay. Um, in, in fairness, okay. Seventeen times De La Salle has been in the playoffs. Thirteen of those seventeen times have come in the last fifteen years. Um, since 2014, they are 17 and two in playoff games. And that includes a forfeit. That includes yeah a forfeit. Last year they had to forfeit their first round game because of the the hazing incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and scandal that was going on uh, there. They have won three state titles since 2014. 
They won it all in 2018, won it all in 2017, won it all in 2014. They also made it to the finals but lost in 2008 and 2006. They have had 47 winning seasons since 1950. Um, They have had one losing season in the last 15 years. In, in in 2016, I think they went four and five. They did. <laughs> 2016, they went four and five. They are 2-0 and all-time against the Big Reds. Both of those were playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat them in 2008, 51-6, and they beat them in 2010, 45-21. Those were both in pre-district games. More recently, they came up to Memorial Stadium uh, in uh, 2017, in a district final, they beat the Huskies 50 to nothing. And the very next year, in the regional, they beat the Huskies 21 to three. So they're four and zero all time against Port Huron area schools with a couple of wins at Memorial Stadium. And all of those games were playoff uh, games. This year, um, they're only four and four. Right. Um, against the the teams that they have beaten. Their combined records are thirteen and fifteen. So, so not terrible teams, but not particularly good teams. The teams that have beaten De La Salle are thirty-four and one. And the one loss is because two of those teams played each other. Yes, because it was what Brother Rice and Catholic Central. Yeah, Brother played. Rice and Catholic Central played each other. Catholic Central won that game. Rice is seven and one. Catholic Central eight and zero. Dewitt eight and zero. Kaztec eight and zero. Those are the teams that have beaten De La Salle this year. Yeah, and just to throw one more. Incredible fact onto that stat. The last playoff game that the, the Pilots have played and lost was 2015 when they lost to Detroit East English in the first round. Yeah. So, so. and, and, and the, here, here are the, and again, these are just numbers, and, I, and, and I'm with everybody else. I don't know what to make of everything. They beat Roseville in the first round of the playoffs 58 to 14. Um, now, that's the only game that where there's a comparison. The Big Reds mm-hmm. played Roseville the week before, and that was the game that they won 28-27, had to come from behind. It's the only game they've trailed in mm-hmm. this year. I don't know if if you can – so does that mean De La Salle is way better than the Big Reds because they beat well, a we, pretty we, good Roseville team. They shellacked them. But we don't have Whereas contest. the Big Reds – yeah, so I mean like – For all we know – Roseville went out in the first play. The quarterback's leg bends backwards, and now they they're on their backup quarterback all game. I think we would have heard about that, but I don't know. You think, but you, you don't know. You, I mean, there's a like I'm sure there's people looking at the Croslex North Branch game, going, "What the heck happened?" Because I don't think it's really common knowledge. Croslex didn't have their quarterback. If you're just kind of scoreboard watching, yeah, and they were missing a couple other players too. I yeah, think. so that's. We don't know what happened. I, I would imagine something. I mean, sometimes it just unwinds for a team. You've seen that happen before. Oh, yeah. A good team gets in trouble, and it just unravels. And then it, it, before you know it, it gets out of hand. And that's apparently what happened. Uh, I can tell you this about De La Salle. Uh, these will be names that you'll probably hear Friday night quite a bit. Brett Stanley has five touchdowns in the two playoff games. He had three against Roseville. Uh, or excuse me, he had three against Lakeview last week and two in the game against Roseville. Will Beasley had three touchdowns against uh, Roseville. Uh, and the other thing that they do is, uh, and I'm going to hate this, they rotate their quarterbacks. I, you hate that, don't uh, you? I absolutely hate because you you like, you like you get into, a, as a broadcaster, you get into a groove knowing that the same guy is back there right. taking the, the, the snap, but now you got to pay attention on every down, not just who's in the backfield, who's the wide receiver's, but who's actually at quarterback? Um, J.C. Ford is the veteran guy, but basically he does a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Brady uh, Drogosh uh, is uh, just a sophomore, but he threw two touchdown passes uh, last week against uh, Lakeview. One was 38 yards and the other one was 20-something yards. Yeah, they got off to kind of a slow start against Lakeview. I think at halftime it was like, well, it was scoreless at the end of the first, and then in the second quarter, um, it was twenty-one to six, and then they kind of cruised from there. Yeah. So I mean, we don't. I mean, Lakeview, I don't think was a great team this year. I think they were good. 
but I, I, they were never a, a real threat in the playoffs. You, you knew what that score was going to be before the game happened. Yeah, that, that's a that's a program. You know, going to their place, uh, I thought they might keep that game. Uh, I didn't think they were going to win, but I thought they'd keep that game interesting. And thirty-five to six is not really that interesting. I mean. Again, they they hung in for one quarter, but the reason they hung in, the reason it was scoreless for the first quarter is Lakeview had the first possession and they used the entire quarter <laughs> and then stalled and, and didn't score. That's that's just impressive to use the entire quarter. But that, it shows you, too, what they were thinking, mm-hmm. what their mindset was, is they probably used 39 seconds between every play, probably ran the ball, and, you know, ground out some first downs, and they're thinking we have to keep DeLaSalle's offense off the field to have any chance to hang around in this game. And it worked for a quarter, but eventually DeLaSalle is going to get the football. Yeah. And clearly they scored um, three touchdowns really fast. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you can't do that, that's going to go south pretty quickly. So, I mean, this is going to be a huge game for the Big Reds. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a game that kind of defines their season. If you remember back in 2011, it was kind of that Eisenhower yep. game when they went for two to win, and that's when you went, "Oh, this is a really this is a special team." They haven't had a game like that this year. So, I kind of fair or not, how the story of the 2020 Big Reds will be told 5, 10, 15 years down the line kind of hinges on this game if they lose it's they were a good team they had like oh look back oh yeah had a few college kids had a solid team won the conference title played for a district title but ran into De La Salle. oh well you win this game then you start getting in that rarefied air you get a chance at a regional title only the third time the big reds have ever played for one and a game i think that should they get there they can win then you start entering the discussion of this might be the best team this school's seen. And whether it's fair or not to kind of hinge that on a game or two, but that's kind of how I feel right now. And fair or not, it's because their schedule hasn't been that tough. And we really don't know how good this team can be. We think it has a lot of talent. We think it can be very special, but we need to see that quality statement win. And, I mean... Who better to do it against than De La Salle? Yeah, so my question is, is what does De La Salle have to prevent Noah Kindle from being mm-hmm. a factor? Um, because I think that's key. If you're De La Salle and you want to win the game, you can't let Noah, Noah Kindle beat you. No. Um, he can't be getting to your quarterback. He can't be breaking up plays in your backfield. No, um, if, I, if I'm passing, I'm my running back, if he's staying in and he's just going to whatever side Noah Kindle is to help out on, on a pass rush. So and then for the the big reds, you know they they've got a lot of guys. I'd like to see them use Shaka Brown mm-hmm. more in this game on the offensive side of the ball. But I also understand that you know they're going to need their defense in this game. So you might not see them turn Shaka loose unless you know they fall behind and they mm-hmm. absolutely have to have have him in there. Um, Finney's got to be Finney and all that. I, I get all of that. Um, they'll probably you'll probably see a little bit more of Caleb Collier and Gabe Mose than you did last week, but to me the guy is DV Price. DV has to have a smart game. He he has to to be able to run the football well, but also they're going to have to probably throw a little more in this game. Uh, they only threw four times last week. Right. I I, I think you're going to ten times, which is a lot for the Big Reds. But, mm-hmm. but you but you may at some point you're probably going to need a, a, a pass play in this game to win this game um, and he's gonna to have to be smart he's gonna to have to make sure that they're not turning the ball over um, and and he's to me he's the key guy how DV plays in this game might be how well the big Reds um, can play against De La Salle and and get the win yeah I think the one knock on the big Reds is they struggle to throw the deep ball DV is a very athletic kid. You start getting him thrown in deep. That's where I think his weak spot is. So something that maybe a lot of people might not notice but can make a difference is maybe DV just decides to throw a ball away instead of chucking it up, hoping that Finney or Shaka Brown can go get it. Another thing, I think you get Jace Mullins involved in the offense. Doesn't have to be a lot. Three, four catches for three or four first downs 
and just enough so that you have to keep it in the back of your mind, oh, it's third and four, watch out for the tight end, bring the safeties up a little bit, something like that just to keep them off balance. Just some easy, nice throws for DV. I mean, it's not hard. He's a big target. Just have him go five yards, hook in, boom, catch, have him fall forward for another five. Something like that, and yeah, the defense has to be the defense. The lower scoring this is, the better it's going to be for the Big Reds. I think if De La Salle gets to like 20 points, the Big Reds are in trouble. However, I think they have a very good chance of... I could see the Big Reds winning this game like 13-10 to 10 or something like that. Well, I, I can see the Big Reds winning this game. I Again, I think yeah, a lower score favors Portier and High. However, um, they do have the weapons... Um, and you know, I, to me, anything can happen. Nothing would surprise me in this game from 35 to 34 to 10 to seven. Nothing would surprise me in this game or, or anywhere in between. Um, what I don't expect or what, what would disappoint me is if one team slaughtered the other team. Yeah, that I don't. I mean, I, I could, think this is going to be a nail biter. I think I could see a situation where a team scores with like five minutes to go to make it a two score game. Um, another factor, you if you're the big reds, you cannot give up a non offensive touchdown. You have to be stout in special teams. Well, their special teams yeah. have been really yeah. good. That we don't talk about that enough, but their, their special teams have been real. Ian he, Mitchell is a weapon yes. kicking, kick oh. it in the end zone every time. Yeah, which he can. Um, it's not supposed to be too cold on Friday. It's supposed to be a nice autumn night. And then, so no special teams touchdowns. No, you can't have a punt blocked, anything like that. Two, you can't give up a defensive score or a turnover in your own end. Again, we just said it. Special teams is a weapon. It's third and long, and you're inside your own 20-25. Throw the ball away. Fall down. Let Ian Mitchell go out there and punt it and at least give your defense some breathing room. Because the worst thing you can do to a good defense is ask them to make a big stop with their backs up against their wall multiple times in a game. And by the way, De La, De La Salle has a good kicker too. His name is Brady Lowe, uh, and I'm hearing that uh, he's got a pretty good leg too. So special teams is going to be a factor in this game. I mean, you're going to be on the call at 7 o'clock. Uh, I guess we'll just do our picks as we go through and talk about each of these games. This is going to be one of the toughest games for the Big Reds. And again, is it fair that I say it's a season-defining game, even though they're 8-0? Am I being too harsh? Uh, I know where you're coming from. I'm Plus, not you've, been, you've been tough on the Big Reds all year long, <laughs> and I know it's tough love. It's well, tough love, and but I'm not you've been tough on the Big Reds If they lose, year. it's a bad season by any means. I'm just saying if you want to go from having a nice, very good season to a legendary season that the way we talk about some teams in the past in Marysville and Marine City that we're talking about a team in 25 years, you have to win this game. Otherwise, you're just another number on the conference championship wall. All right, well, I'm going to go uh, – this is killing me. <laughs> I'm going to go Big Reds. I I don't know. Neither do I. I, I, I have no neither, neither do I, but you know what? Idea. I, I've been riding the big red train all season long, so I'm going to stay on that big red train until it derails. They're going to win this week. They're going to get to 9-0. and I, I think the big reds are at least a semifinalist this year. Really? That you're putting your foot – well, I, I agree. If they win this game, they're making it to the semifinals. I agree there. And then it's a toss-up, which, if I remember correctly, they don't have anyone super scary on the other it's side. It's like Livonia, Franklin, Franklin or Churchill. Livonia, Churchill. I mean, there there were teams with with good records, but, but there, teams that's you know there wasn't a De La Salle. Yeah, the no, there there wasn't anybody um, that struck fear into your heart till you get to the finals. You know what? I've been mean all year. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna pick the Big Reds. But I'm telling you this: if De La Salle gets past 17 points, they win this game. All right, let's uh, talk Marine City Denby. This is the game that you're going to be at uh, Friday night. the The Mariners have uh, they've just been well. They've been the Mariners. Yeah. Well, and and and, and here's though my question, Brady, because they are young. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting kind of deeper along. Uh, I know it's the district final, but it feels like a regional. Mm -hmm. um, and Denby is kind of an unknown here. 
Well, yes and no. Their last two seasons have ended to area teams. Almont last year, Marine City the year before that. So there's not completely unknown. But, I mean, just in terms of, like, you, you look at what they've done this year and we're like, what kind of a team really is yeah, this? Yeah, again, I think we went over it before. They lost 41 nothing to King. Uh, Detroit Western beat them 28-12. But then they play Warren Mott, who's a regional finalist by hook or by crook. They're there. They lost 36-32. or 36-32. They played with them. They had a chance. In the playoffs, they beat Detroit Cody 30, excuse me, 34 nothing in South, like 32-22. You can't get a read on this team. Yeah, no, like that. that's uh, – I know. I, I should give bronze teams more respect than I do. No, you don't. <laughs> but to, to me, like, I, I feel like Denby probably was supposed to beat South Lake See, by here, here, three or four touchdowns. <laughs> Before I get back to Denby Marine City, I think you could take Marysville Marine City, put them in the gold. They're one of the top – they're a top half team. Um, probably competing. I think you put Marysville Marine City in the blue. The only team that they might lose to is Port Huron. I think they beat the other five teams. Northern was young and battled injuries all year. I think Marysville Marine City, if you switched them with PH, could win the blue. I think if you put Lampfear, who dominated the bronze, in the silver, I think at best they're finishing third. I don't think they beat Marysville Marine City. You put them in the gold, I think they finish fourth. So, no, the bronze does not deserve your respect. <laughs> but a little thing about Denby, um, a school you're very familiar yes. with. Father coached there for how many years? Uh, my dad was there for most of the 90s. So the 90s, they made their first playoff appearance in 93. They had sporadic playoff appearances. The early 2000s, um, they made the playoffs eight of nine years in 2007. They went on a little bit of a cold streak. Um, from 2008 to 2012, they never made the playoffs. Since 2013, they have not missed the playoffs and have not had a losing season, including a 10-3 and season last year that ended in the semifinals to Elmont. So Denby's a program that is kind of figuring out its identity, becoming a team that you have to look out for. Again, this year it's hard to figure out. I mean, you beat Detroit Renaissance six nothing. Like, it, there's no pattern I can discern yeah. from. Like, usually you get an idea. Okay, their offense is really good. Oh, they they're winning games thirteen nothing. Can't get a lot. What I can tell you, Detroit Denby, I don't think has seen a quarterback take a snap from under center this year. Marine City does a lot of that. I don't. Th- I know they haven't seen the wing tee. And from what I understand, they haven't requested film from Marine City yet. So. I, I'm sure they got it from somewhere, um, but it's... Well, I'm sure they're making phone calls and they're talking to people around oh, the yeah. state, like, how do we defend this? Yeah, how do, I'm know. sure they're calling King right now because they had to play it last week with Marysville. Yep. And the thing, the reason why Marine City is going to have such an advantage is when the wing tee and you run it as well as Marine City does, and that's your bread and butter, you're just going to run it down their throat. The reason why King was able to stop Marysville is they just had better athletes. Like, I like the kids at Marysville. I think they played really hard. And not to say they're not good, but you they had next-level guys that w- might be playing on Sunday um, in five years. Denby doesn't have that. They can't string out a play and just let their athletes go find the ball carrier after going the wrong direction. I just don't see a way Denby stops the wing tee. I don't see a way that they... I don't know how good their special teams are, but if you can't kick it into the end zone, Marine City's getting the ball on the 40-yard line at least every time because you're squibbing it. Otherwise, they're going for a touchdown. It's just a tough, tough thing to stop. And when you don't have experience against it, they don't, they're like the opposite of Frankenmuth. Blue Water area teams are their kryptonite. So I just don't see a way Denby comes up to Marine City and beats them. I think Marine City might take this game by 20 points. Other side of the bracket, Corona, who beat uh, Richmond last week, will go to Frankenmuth, who beat Elmont last week. Boy, it would have been fun if Elmont and Richmond would have gotten through and you would have had a chance of Marine City playing one of those two teams in a regional. Uh, that would have been a lot of fun. But uh, most people, and I think we're both included in that grouping, think Frankenmuth's going to win that game yeah. and you're going to get a Marine City-Frankenmuth regional game at Frankenmuth. And uh, that would be fun. Yes, and if anyone from Frank Frankenmuth is listening, please put that on Friday night. 
So we have something to talk about on that next Friday <laughs> or next Saturday's podcast. Um, but that no, that's what they're looking at. I think as long as Marine City doesn't hurt themselves, uh, Darius Watson might not play. He wasn't practicing earlier in the week. He uh, had a leg injury last a week against uh, Lincoln. So it's it's kind of up in the air, but they still have a lot of weapons without him. Um, he is it is going to hurt them because he is a big bruising back for him that has speed. Mm-hmm. So you lose him, but unless they just do go so uncharacteristically of themselves and turn the ball over four times and just blow assignments on defense, Marine City's winning this game. All right, uh, here's a really are you are you picking Marine City too? Just I'm for the record, Marine City. Okay, just, I just wanted to get that on. Yeah, the no. Um, the, here, here's another one that I. We can run numbers all day long, and I'm still not going to have a clear-cut decision. North Branch taking on Ortonville, Brandon. Um, What I what I do like for the Broncos in this one is is they get the home game um, for what that's worth, and I do think that it is worth something. I Mm -hmm. it's it's tough to go into North Branch the last few years uh, and and beat that football team, but these are two teams that have just been steamrolling everybody that Mm. they face. Yeah, let me just, again, I know I repeat these facts every week, but they bear repeating. Uh, this year, North Branch has outscored opponents 342-48 to 48 through um, eight games. They had, what, five, four running backs over 500 yards? And, and of those 48 points, Croslex got 20 on them in a game, and Armada, Armada got 21 won. on them in a game. So take away those two games, and they've, they've given up seven. six points, seven points this yeah. year. Um, uh, Ortonville, Brandon, not as dominant, but I, they might have played a tougher schedule. Both teams have been pretty insulated with their own conference. Uh, North Branch's only loss was to Fenton, who was undefeated before last week. They got upset in the district. But the way they got here is they beat St. Clair 57 nothing and beat Goodrich 33-6 to last week. They beat them earlier in the year 41-28. Um, I think North Branch is the favorite just because of how dominant they've been and they're at home. But I don't know enough about the Blackhawks to tell you, are they good enough to knock off North Branch? The, oh, this this is just such a, a, a tough game for me to call. And we went through the, the numbers on the last podcast, that, that four-headed monster that North Branch has got running the football. And then obviously, because nobody scores on them, they've got a great defense. Yeah, see, we also talked about last week the buzzsaw. I think North Branch might be the buzzsaw for Brandon because you're going to go back and go, oh, look, they had a nice team. They only lost to a really good Fenton team. I think North Branch might handle this game, looking at it more closely. I I think that this will be a a tough game for the Broncos. I'm going to pick the Broncos, but I think this will be a a tough game. And, again, this is a game where nothing would surprise me. I guess I'd be surprised, like, if – if the score came back and Brandon won 50 to nothing, that would surprise me. But if the score came back and, and Brandon won the game, that wouldn't surprise I think these are two really good football teams, and I think anything can happen. And, and I'm looking for you – know, you, you mentioned Denby playing somebody 36-32. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think North Branch has it this year. I know uh, they got a – Half of a Croslex team last week, but I think Croslex was really good too. North Branch is a buzzsaw, you, like you said last week. That term, um, I think North Branch is just going to wear them down. I think they win by two scores. We'll see. It'll be very interesting. We don't have long to wait because no. it's, it's almost Friday. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, the other one is uh, Upley travels to Flint uh, Beecher. Beecher seven and one uh, since week. It really started in week four for uh, Ubley. Uh, they've really turned on the the Jets. There's just so much tradition there. Um, they're going for their thirtieth playoff win in in school history. You know what? I'm gonna pick them to go on the road and and get this game. Uh, I think Beecher uh, is maybe a little suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong about this, but uh, I I think the Bearcats are gonna go on the road and they're gonna play another week of football. Yeah, and. Maybe them having a week off will, could – it just depends on the team. Every team's going to be different how they handle basically a bye week since the forfeit to Harbor Beach. Um, so Beecher hasn't played since October 
Ubley, it's they're they're in a rhythm. They're they're rolling. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Ubley is a team that just does it. We talk yeah. about a brand. Ubley's a brand. We're gonna give you some numbers in the next segment about why they're a brand and why they do things like this. No, I expect Ubley to go win this game and play for a regional championship. Yeah, I, I'm just, not even sure Harbor Beach wouldn't have given Beecher problems. That's that's why I'm disappointed that game didn't happen. But yeah, so again, Ubley starts off one and two, right? They lose to Harbor Beach 16-14, and the, I mean they beat Memphis. Then they lost to Sandusky 38-20. When you go, oh, Ubley's down. Since then, nothing but dominance. They beat Unionville Seabwing, who I think is a really good team, uh, 20 to 14 in overtime. So yeah, uh, Ubley's coming off a game where they were tested. Um, I think that means a lot in the the playoffs. Uh, and yeah, Beecher didn't even have to play last week and and they're probably maybe wiping their brow because I think Harbor Beach would have given them uh, a really good uh, game and maybe even gone there and got the win but uh, at any rate those are the the four games that we'll be following really closely De La Salle and PH on stream one Friday night uh, Denby at Marine City is on stream uh, two and also uh, North Branch Ortonville Brandon Ubley Flint uh, Beecher uh, Eddie Eddie Fury and the gang up at Thumbtail Gator doing those two games I believe they are yeah so you, you're you're covered on on Friday night and I don't mind giving Eddie a plug hmm. um, they do they've been around longer than us and they do a real good uh, job up in the up the thumb uh, area too so if you want to peek uh, in on the North Branch uh, game, which, uh, again, that – I don't know. What's the most intriguing game? Is it that one or is it the PHD no, LaSalle PH game? No, LaSalle because I think there's the most unknown about both those teams. And I think you're going to find out a lot about where both programs stand, at least this year, um, on Friday night. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little more playoff stuff uh, in uh, just a moment as the tri-county equipment get stuck on sports podcast continues here on get stuck on sports.com those who love the grind run with us on a john deere gator uv because your daily routine may change but the land stays the same there's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line out here the work never stops so keep going on a gator uv with the power to forge ahead nothing runs like a deer search john deere gator for more Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's take a, a look at uh, some of uh, your school's uh, playoff uh, stats and have a little fun with uh, this. Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, Marine City going for its 50th playoff win all time. Keep in, in mind that the what the 75-ish is when the playoffs started well, yeah, in the state of Michigan. It started with like four teams. It didn't expand to its current format with 32 until 1999. Yeah, but I mean, just to, to kind of put this in, in focus, so we're not even talking like 50 years and and they're mm-hmm. going for their, their 50th Yeah, let me give you um, a context of when they first – uh, made the playoffs. So when this whole thing started, Marine City made their first playoff appearance in 1985 and didn't really start making runs until 1990 uh, is when they started consistently making the playoffs. Yeah, so 1985, my junior year of high school. Which, while <laughs> seems like a long time ago and sounds like a long time ago, was uh, it wasn't that long. not that long ago. So, yeah, 1985 is when this streak started for Marine City. Um, looking at other area teams, like we said, um, Ubley, uh, is, Ubley and Harbor Beach are number two in the area on this list. Um, Harbor Beach has actually won 33 playoff games. Ubley has won 29. So I counted up. So Marine City, they have 49 playoff wins. If you take the entirety of... Of the Blue Water Area Conference. So North Branch, Elmont, Richmond, Croslex, all those teams and programs, they only combine for 60. Wow. So I'm giving That's eight you teams. Eight The teams. BWAC has eight teams in it. And they only have 11 more playoff wins than uh, Marine City. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> one school. One. Has, is going for its 50th, and I think they're going to get it. Like, just the sustained success. Um, other schools, uh, so Harbor Beach is two with number 33. Ubley is third in the area with 29. Almont has 19 wins. They just moved up to number four. They passed Marysville, who has 18. Um, Croslex and Richmond are tied at uh, six with 11. St. Clair is the last team with double-digit playoff wins at 10. Some other surprising ones, how high they're up. K-Pack is, at, is number 10 in the area with 7, and Algonac at 8. Yeah, I know it's been a long, long drought for K-Pack, but they have had some solid teams in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I can remember in the, the, the mid to late 90s, um, they had a, a really good season where they made a nice run. I think, it was I think they got to the semifinals. 2001, I believe, that yeah. year. But you look at, I mean, some other areas, teams, Port Huron, like you mentioned, has six. Um, all have come in the last, what, since 2011? Yeah, well, under under uh, the Ryan Mullins regime. So it's only been the last 14 years that yeah. the Big Reds and they didn't have get, won any playoff games. And they didn't get their first one until 2011. Um, Port Huron Northern has four. Um, every area team has at least one, though. Uh, Yale, New Haven, Marlette, Armada, Anchor Bay all have one playoff win, but they have one. Poor Yale. They won their very first playoff game in school history and have lost 12 straight since. Memphis has two. And after they won their first one, it was what, like 8-7? to seven? They were then outscored like 150 to nothing in the yeah, next like four. The, they, they've, they, they've had a tough run. There was one... Close game in there with like Burton. They Bendel beat like or eight to Bentley. seven again, or eight like yeah. eight to six, and then lost the next week. Um, but no, every team in the area has at least one playoff winning. You look at that, and you just really realize how dominant those top schools are. Why? I mean, and only three teams in the area have won a state title at the playoffs. Did you include Deckerville on the I list? I did not. I did not go to eight man. Okay, well, so because I can, I can look a that lot up of quick. Deckerville's wins. Came as an eleven-man program. Let me find Deckerville real quick because they've they've got to be probably in the neighborhood of thirty wins. I would that would be my guess. And yes, a lot of them have come in, in recent years in eight-man, but they were a really good eleven-man program 
for a long uh, time. So Deckerville has 31 playoffs. Yeah. So I mean that that's another program that's been pretty consistent. I mean they've been no matter where they've been. They've been. Uh, let me see. Two. So yeah, probably a dozen of those wins have come as a uh, eight man team. But I mean, you look. They've they've made as an 11 man team. They made regional finals. They made a semifinal in 2000. So it's not like they haven't had success. Yeah, that program didn't go to eight-man because they weren't winning games. They just went to eight-man because their school got small. Right. So, I mean, that's just the area. But think about that. One conference is almost matched by one team. (laughs) That's ridiculous. And then, I mean, we can can do this next segment, but we went through just out of curiosity because we were kind of talking about, like, how many teams have made one-off runs. So we did some homework. We went through since 1999 when the current format was established with 32 teams. How many different teams have made a semifinal? Because that's kind of the barometer of a special season. And how many different teams have actually won a state title? Some interesting information, um, an interesting way that it it kind of played out. surprised me a little bit. It didn't surprise me at all. Well, I don't. I'll tell you what surprised me. So we'll get to that after. Okay. Well, we'll take a, a break and the and then we'll be uh, right back. Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TBL. Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right. <clears throat> at, at some point, this conversation is going to get uh, maybe maybe a little heated on my side. Probably. <laughs> because, I mean, we went through, again, since 1999, every team that's made a semifinal for every division. Um, so we'll start there. 
And I know um, because teams move up and down that some teams are counted twice. But I'll just go through it real quick. Division one, 28 different teams have made a semifinal. Um, of those 28, 28%, so eight of them, had only made it one time. Uh, Division two, uh, 33 had made unique teams had made a semifinal. 13 of them have only made it one time. A division three number rises to 39. 64%, 25 of the 39 teams to make a semifinal in division three only made it one time. Division four, uh, 17 out of the 38 teams that made it only made it one time. Division five had 44. That's the high mark. 44 different teams since 1999 have made a semifinal. Uh, 30 of them. 30 out of 48 only made it one time. Uh, Division 6, that number drops to 38. 18 of them had only made it one time. Uh, So that's just under half. 36 in Division 7, 15 one-timers. And Division 8 had a low of 13 one-timers out of 31 teams that had made it. The only other uh, division that was less was Division 1, which has only had eight teams that have made it only make it one time so what that told me right there because we did that first is that again oh some of that is due to teams moving up and down and like i think jackson lumen christie has made a semifinal in three different divisions yeah orchard lake st mary's is the same way they've been in three different divisions where they've made it to at least a semifinal right so you have those that do inflate some of the numbers but it tells me that the division one has its guys Division th- four, five, and six kind of move up and down again because different teams are in there. You get different good teams uh, like Muskegon Catholic Central, I know, has done it in a couple divisions, New Lothrop, um, among others. So so then out of all those, so we had anywhere from 28 to 44 different teams make a semifinal. So get a chance to play to go to Ford Field, which, I, again, we, we kind of put as the baseline of a special season. The lowest um, – unique champions that a division has is 10 and the most is 12 like division uh two and division three have had division uh two three and five all have 10 the rest have 12 except for division one which has 11 so it doesn't matter it seems like it doesn't really matter how many teams have made a semifinal. you get the same crop of teams every time that win it all yeah and then do you want to go over the names of the teams and see if the listeners can find a theme with the teams that are like the top two or three in each division. All right. Do you want to go from the finals list or the semifinals? Go list? from the finals list. All the right. ones that actually win it all. From the from the finals list. All right. Uh, th- this is the team that has won the most championships in Division Eight, Muskegon Catholic Central. Which again, they are they're a powerhouse. The top team in Division Seven with five championships, Traverse City Saint Francis. Yep. In Division Six, it's Ithaca, but Jackson Lumen Christie is second, and Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central and Saginaw Nouvelle are tied for third. Well, and Jackson Lumen Christie is also going to be second in Division Five. Spoiler alert. Yeah, with Grand Rapids West Catholic as the number one team in Division Five, and those two schools have won eleven Division Five championships since nineteen ninety nine. Twenty years. Uh, Division Four. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, followed by Grand Rapids South Christian, followed by Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's uh, nine uh, of your championships in the last 20 years. Division uh, three, East Grand Rapids is the dominant team by Mm. far. Yep. They've won seven, but then you've got Orchard Lake St. Mary's with uh, four championships right uh, after them. Uh, and Grand Rapids Christian has won a championship in Division Three, Division Two. it's Brother Rice at number one, followed by Warren D. LaSalle at number two. And in Division One, you've got Detroit Catholic Central at the, the top of the uh, pack. Yeah, Cass Tech, Rockford, and Clarkson also all have three you, in Division One. You, you, you get a theme, though, Yeah, here. And, and in the semifinals, it's the same thing your top teams in just about every division are private schools these are team okay here's here's what i'm gonna go basketball thomas kithier mm-hmm. playing at dakota wants to go to clarkston yes big scandal has to sit out his senior year one of the of best high players in the state basketball he's now playing at michigan state mm-hmm. 
uh, had to sit out his senior year because they wouldn't let him change schools because the argument was he doesn't live in Clarkston, which actually his family claimed that he did, that he moved in. Yeah, that, that, we're no, not going to dive back into that. Whatever. But, but, yes. but it's important. Yes. It's it important. Is. I know where you're going with this. Because, okay, if you're a public school, you can't have Thomas Kithier come and play basketball for you if he doesn't live in your market. Yet, if I decide that, that I want my kid to, to, instead of playing at PH or Northern, to go play at Country Day, I can bust my kid to Country Day or drive him there every day, and that's fine. That's fine. Thomas Kithier can't go, can't live by Dakota, but go to and go to Clarkston. But if he wanted to go to Brother Rice, or if he wanted to go to Catholic Central, or if he wanted to go to Muskegon Catholic Central, that's fine. Yeah, and again- BS Brady. BS. The system is cracked. Well, and here's the other thing. It should be open for everybody. And here's the thing. If the MHSA wants to crack down on Kithier, that's fine. But you can't pull the wool over your eyes when, oh, East Point hasn't won more than four games in a year since World War II, and now they're a dominant force out of nowhere? Come on. Like, if you're going to do it for one guy, like, if you're going to let it be free reign and just put, like, hear no evil, see no evil, you know, not pretend like nothing happens, that's fine. Go ahead. Because I want to know, okay, well, another example here. Birmingham Groves. Yeah. Those kids from Chicago. If they were going to Birmingham Catholic Central. Birmingham Brother Rice. Are, yeah. are, are, they, are they eligible? I, I don't know. I don't know how does that, that was. change the rule, and why? Why does it change the rule? I I couldn't tell you, but I mean, I mean, and I don't know that it does change the rule. That would be a question like that's an actual. Could get qu- like, that's not like a hypothetical. Yeah, no. If we could get like Jack Johnson or, or Mr. Yule or, or somebody on at some point, I mean, that would be a, a question that that we could ask. Like, how does this work? Why is it different? Have they ever thought about doing something with it? Can they do something with it? And or I, is it such a mess and it's gone on for so long that they can't touch it at this point? Well, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to open Pandora's box. Because I've, I've heard the argument before, like, oh, they should have their own separate but, division and their own separate championship. Mm-hmm. But again, you've got such a disparity in the size of schools. Cardinal Mooney can't compete with right. Brother Rice. No. No, and... And let's let's not be naive here. There are public New Life schools. Christian going up against Catholic Central. Come there's on. there's no there's a ton of public schools that do the exact same thing. Let's not pull the wool over our eyes again and act like it's only the private schools. Yeah. So, but how how are some some of them able to get away with it, and others get punished for it? And that's what because I, I don't I, understand. Honestly, honestly. Do you think the MHSA wants to open Pandora's box? Because you know if they drop the, let's say, again, from what I've heard, allegedly, East Point has a lot of kids. Didn't grow up in East Point. Allegedly. If they drop the hammer down on them and boom, like forfeits, done, whatever. Okay. What about them? Okay, drop the hammer down on the next team that very obviously does it. I mean, you were going over the the roster for De La Salle. They had their middle schools listed. Was there a middle school listed twice? Very, very few. Uh, yeah, I, I was looking at their – it was actually last season's roster, uh, and they had like five, six kids that should have been going to Sterling Heights. They had uh, four or five kids that should have been going to Warren Cousineau. Think, think how different those two teams would be if they had those players. Now, again, parents have the right to, to send their kids right. to private school. I mean, it's not cheap either to go to De La Salle. I went to Bishop Foley yeah. in the 80s. It wasn't cheap. Right. My parents paid a lot of money to send me there. And I, still I had a friend go to De La Salle. I, yeah, not, I, I still not don't cheap. know why they, they did that because uh, as somebody who, who went through it, 
Um, uh, I can honestly tell you I would have gotten the same education in public school that I got at Bishop Foley. There <laughs> was, the, the classes were all the same. Oh, yeah. and, they, and they were all taught the same way. <laughs> yeah, you go. So you have all those kids. Imagine, I mean, in Port Huron High, the reason why a class like this is special, because these kids grew up together. Paul Costanzo just did an article for the MHSAA on that 2011 St. Clair team. They basically all started together in Little League, and you had 10 college athletes and four pro athletes on that team. That's why it seems more special because those kids grew up together. Those kids have been together for a while. Anyone can go pick out the best 50 football players, put them in a, put them in a school and say, hey, you're all for this team now. You're all for St. Clair County Private School, and yay, you win. Cool. Yeah. But, okay, so I don't know how Menden mm-hmm. puts their team together. Mm-hmm. But to me... Menden winning four state championships in Division Eight is more impressive than Muskegon Catholic Central winning six. Or if because I know that Muskegon Catholic Central got to kind of handpick their team, or at least the the most important players on that team were probably brought in from other. They were recruited well, and, and asked and, to come to that and school is gonna and given success. privileges to come to that school. Yeah, what, you win one state title, kids go. Well, I want to win a state title. They go to Muskegon Catholic Central. They know they're going to win a state title. But Whereas yeah. I'm going to assume that Menden was kids from Menden. Yeah. And somehow they, they, they put that program together and won four state Well, let's just go through real quick and look at the, the, the public schools. I mean, in D8, again, Menden and Reading are the only two with multiple state titles. Harbor Beach has one, too, by the way. Um, in Division 7, Puamo Westphalia has three. Ishpeming has three. And Menden actually has two more in Division 7. So they have six total. Yeah. Which, again, let's not pretend like kids when they hear teams winning the state title, maybe maybe they move into town or they they transfer in. They want to play for a winner, but it doesn't happen to the extent most of the time that a private school does. Division six, I mean Ithaca, they didn't like if I think from twenty eleven to twenty fourteen, if you were in that class, you didn't lose a football game. Don't know how you do that. That's impressive. Um um, uh, so that's those are the only them and Lubin Christie are the only team in six with more than two state titles. Uh, you go to Division Five, Menominee is the only other public school with more than one in there. Um, Division Four, Zeeland West and Marine City, the only ones with multiple state titles. I mean, Division Three, Farmington Hills Harrison, which is a legendary program, yep. which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I mean, we mentioned, I mean, you go back, when you look at DePores, we go uh, in D7 and D8, they've, they're second most state titles all time, and they haven't played since 2004. <laughs> That's another private school. Yep. Uh, Division Two, Muskegon and Detroit King, Lowell has had success. So th- there's more in Division Two, um, But still, I think King has one in Division Three too. So they have four total. Muskegon's been a powerhouse. Uh Sometimes you do get that uh, pr- uh, public school that just gets teams that come through. Well, uh, I, I can one. see it in, in a city like Grand Rapids, in a city like Muskegon, and in Detroit where you get yes. King and Kaztec win all the championships. Uh, I can see where kids who play a particular sport mm-hmm. are going to go to a particular school. Yes. Well, that's also you have more options there. Like you, you get to kind of pick where you go. Like, all right, so Kaztec, Rockford, Clarkston, Dakota – Actually, Division One is the least affected by private schools. The only private school that's won a state title uh, since the expansion in Division One is Catholic Central, because there's not a lot of huge private schools. To be fair, yeah, like usually they're more on the smaller side. Yeah. So, well, anyways, that's uh that kind of got off the rails, but that's no, but uh, and and again, and, and a lot of this confuses me, um, like. Uh, I, I think of uh, the Williams, the basketball mm-hmm. player. He was at yeah. PH, then he was at St. Clair, then he was at New Haven, all in like a three-year stretch. Right. He, he was with somebody different every year. Right. In fact, the, the one year he started at PH, I'm not sure if he played or not. He, I know he dressed, but then all of a sudden he was at St. Clair playing. Um, and I, I wish I could remember that his first name was, was Morris. Oh, um, but uh, he he played half the basketball season 
with PH, and then he was at Northern, <laughs> and he played in the same season. It's just it, I don't, and then you get uh, it. It blows my mind. Like, but then you 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 get like the Kithier story where right. the kid's got to sit out an entire year of basketball. Yeah, and it's it, it, the inconsistency drives me nuts, and the fact that this stuff goes on everywhere, and they just kind of cherry pick. Like they have to make an example every once in a while. Yeah, Marysville. We were talking about yeah, it the other day in, in the car. You know, they they had a, a kid that barely played, and all of a sudden they've got to forfeit basically the season. Yeah, it's it's a mess, and it's like they try to pretend like they care, and then but they don't actually care enough to to stop it. And I, I'm yeah, like it's just it's frustrating for. For I know there's coaches that they just have to look at the middle school and go, all right, that's going to be my team in four years. <laughs> Hopefully someone hits a growth spurt. Hopefully puberty hits a kid like a train at some point where other coaches are going to middle school games and scouting. Yeah. So when you look at Marine City and their 49 playoff wins and their two state championships, you should look at that in awe. Yeah. In awe. Because that's how they're doing it, and they they're, and they grow they're their doing kids. it right at home. Yep, they from the time they play football, it's all about the orange and black. I, I keep saying it's an institution, and uh, they'll be playing Friday night against uh, Denby on Stream Two with Brady. I'll have Portier and High Warren D LaSalle on Stream uh, One uh, for this week's district finals in high school uh, football. You will not want to miss that, and you will not want to miss uh, Saturday's podcast either well, when we actually tell you what happened in all of those uh, games uh, and we'll either be uh, really floored by it or it'll be business as usual, um, we think, uh, maybe at least with the Marine City game. All right, uh, so uh, join us all for that. And uh, once again, thanks for listening to us uh, babble on here for more than an hour now. <laughs> we looked at each other today. It's like, what are we going to talk about? Oh, we found something to talk about. We, we found something to talk about. Uh, so uh, thanks a lot for all of your uh, support. And again, Friday night, we've got uh, the district finals. PhD LaSalle on Stream 1, Marine City Denby on Stream 2, here on GetStuckOnSports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.